I just want to do God's will. What you're seeking is a blessing from God. You must expect a miracle. You have the power of choice. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to Life Today Live. If you've been around very long, you know that uh, I am I'm very much a pro-life kind of guy. I was adopted at birth. Uh, the man who adopted me, his mother, tried to sought an abortion for him because she was uh, he was conceived under uh, abusive circumstances. Let's just say uh, I, you know, my biological mother couldn't take care of me and made the sacrifice to give me up for abortion. Or abortion adoption uh instead of abortion and so you know the pro-life sentiments in, in my family are personal and strong i've also had four kids i've seen lots of sonograms i know what's going on in there that's that's a person that's a life and so that's where i come from back in june after uh rover or you know roe versus wade was overturned the dobbs decision a lot of violence was going on uh and some of it's still going on. You just don't see it in the news very much, but there have been crisis pregnancy centers um, vandalized, a lot of threats, very open threats uh, made towards pro-lifers. The FBI is still arresting people that um, might stand out in front of an abortion clinic and offer uh, some support to women other than an abortion. Uh, we're kind of living in, we're in a bit of a, a culture war here. And I really view it as life versus death. Uh, and I, I just, you know, I say choose life. <laughs> Today's guest has dedicated much of his time and energy and talent to that. He is the CEO of Compass Care Pregnancy Services, Reverend Jim, Jim's, I can't talk today. Reverend James Harden is with me. And back in June, uh, one of his uh, facilities was firebombed. Uh, and there's an ongoing investigation, uh, and there's just a lot behind this right now. So we're going to talk about it. Chat is open. Uh, you are invited to be a part of the conversation if you're watching in the replay. Love to read your comments. Um, and this this is an important issue. So appreciate you guys being here today. Reverend Harden, great to have you on Life Today Live. Randy, thanks for having me. It's really an honor to be with you. So I mentioned, uh, you know, the facility up near what near Buffalo, I believe, Amherst, Correct. somewhere in there, um, yep. that, that was bombed. Tell us exactly, in your words, what happened with that situation. Well, as you know, um, on May 2nd, there was an illegal leak of the Supreme Court case overturning Roe versus Wade. Mm -hmm. And that leak sparked a crime wave of kind of pro-abortion activity against pro-life people and organizations. Um, <clears throat> On, I think it was May 6th, an organization in Madison, Wisconsin was firebombed and an organization by the name of Jane's Revenge, a domestic terrorist group, took responsibility for that. And they said, you got 30 days. They gave an ultimatum. Pregnancy centers have 30 days to shut down or face similar consequences, firebombing, etc. 30 days came and went and we were firebombed on June 7th. Um, of course, nobody, nobody, nobody's going to shut down. Nobody's going to cow to uh, a bunch of, of, of people. Terrorists. You know, bullies really in the dark. They're terrorists. And we're, yeah. they're terrorists. They're domestic terrorists. And we're not we're not going to stop and we're not going to because we're on mission from God. Well, anyway, we were firebombed. Molotov cocktails, um, multiple perpetrators. We caught the whole thing on video. Um, I saw the video finally last week or two weeks ago. The FBI finally let me see it after 140 days. Jeez. Um, 
And it was a hit job, plain and simple. They knew what they were doing. It was all timed. It was all choreographed. Um, these people were professionals. And uh, it was clearly a hit job. So, you know, it was catastrophic damage. Half a million dollars of damage. We had to shut down the entire place. There was a, there was a signature, kind of graffiti signature scrawl of Jane's Revenge on the side of the facility. It said, Jane was here. Mm. A couple of days later, they took responsibility for it. And they said, you saw what we did in Buffalo. Now, if you don't shut down, Next time, it's not going to be so easily cleaned up as fire and graffiti, which, of course, is a murder threat. Mm. Um, over 70, as you described it, Randy, over 70 uh, pro-life pregnancy centers have been attacked. Uh, in addition to uh, churches and other pro-life organizations and people that have been attacked, over 150 total. No one's been arrested. No one. I mean, it's, it's mind-boggling. It's naive to think that the largest policing agency on the globe, the FBI, with the best forensic technology known to man does not know who's doing this. Hmm. I've said it before. I'll, I'll say it again. Jane's revenge has a motto. And <clears throat> their motto is if abortion isn't safe, then neither are you. Right. It's not about women's health. It's not about access to medical care. It's all about abortion, period. And uh, when they attacked us, they didn't attack compass care. They're not attacking pregnancy centers per se. They're attacking women and their ability to receive services in their moment of crisis. Because, you know, not a sane woman alive actually wants to have an abortion. She just feels trapped, stuck, like she's got no other choice at all. And so our job as believers, as pro-life people, is to come alongside of her with all the ethical medical care she needs, all the comprehensive community support that she needs in order to give her the power to say no to abortion, in order to, to give her a vision of her future after having had a child. And, uh, and that's what we do. And that's why, that's, why we're being, that's why we're being attacked. And it's not just Jane's revenge that's attacking us, you know. It's as you described it, Randy, perfectly. It's an all-out war. Mm -hmm. They have declared war on peaceful pro-life people, and I think I know why. <laughs> well, okay, I'll bite. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's. I think it. Had, I don't think that pro-abortion people, uh, you know, are, especially pro-abortion people in charge of the Democratic Party right now, actually care about abortion. I think what they care about is absolute power. Mm. The power. Uh, to, to, to decide who lives and who dies is absolute power. Mm. And, and what abortion represents for them is the ability to decide who qualifies as a person under the law and who doesn't qualify as a person under the law protected, right? So when they're going after pro-life people, they go after pro-life people because of what we believe. And what we believe is dangerous to them. We believe that all people are made in the image of God and deserving of blessing and protection from the womb to the tomb without partiality. You see, that's a dangerous idea to somebody who wants more power, who wants to centralize more power to themselves. And if they, if we, if we, the people, continue to vest uh, government actors with with that kind of control, that kind of power, well, then who's next? You see, if we don't draw the line and say all people must be protected and blessed without partiality, without qualification, period. If we don't draw the line there, then uh, you know we we don't know who's next. The next person is going to be whoever's standing in their way. That's why we're being treated like second class citizens, I believe. I oppose the um, vandalism on January 6th at the at the U.S. Capitol. I, I opposed, you know, storming the Capitol, even though I have seen video where police gave people permission to go in, and that baffles me. Um, do you support that sort of, you know, rioting? No. Yeah, okay. I didn't Pro, think no. so. <laughs> I didn't Pro, think so. so. Not at all. When we got a situation of vandalism, lawlessness, uh I, you know, there should be some, a price paid for such things. 
uh, some of the leaders of, of the January 6th thing have not, you know, been prosecuted. But yet some people who weren't even there that day have been mm-hmm. tied to it, thrown in jail uh, yeah. just for their position on it. Um, we've got a situation here where there's vandalism across the country. There's death threats. Uh, there's obviously, you know, property destruction. And you're telling me nobody's been arrested at all. Are, are they are they close to making arrests? Are they involved? Or are they just, does the law enforcement just not care? Well, I, and I think that they don't care. And I have reasons to think that. Obviously, their track record, you know, speaks for itself. Um, they're they're attacking pro-life people and uh, literally doing, you know, SWAT-like raids on peaceful pro-life leaders' houses like in Pennsylvania and in Tennessee. We've yeah. seen that recently. Yeah. Um, but, but also, they're refusing to apply the law equally. They're, they're refusing to, uh, to engage their duty, their oath-bound duty to protect all people equally. So they're not, they're not actually engaging additional law enforcement resources to protect pro-life people. And here's an example. Um, <clears throat> a, there was a memo that was leaked on Friday. Out, it was a joint memo f- uh, from lo- federal law enforcement. Internal was leaked to the media, and it said that they're expecting additional um, violence against uh, pro-life people, people that take a stand on, on abortion. Well, the FBI didn't tell us that. Uh, we we kind of and you know thought that might happen, mm-hmm. but they're 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 saying that they're anticipating this kind of activity. Um, why aren't they telling us this? They're not. They're not communicating with us. They're not. They're. They're not proactively investigating. They're not applying additional law enforcement resources to protect pro-life people. Um, it's, it's, we're, we're looking at 150 days after an attack of arson. By the way, arson is just a little bit below, just one step below murder in the criminal code hmm. because it's that dangerous. Hmm. And now we've got murder threats. We've got a bona fide domestic terrorist group that's out there. They're getting. They're being given a pass. And and I think it's, you know. Yeah, it, it, I don't think it's a double standard. I think there's there's just we're going to protect people who are, who agree with us ideologically and not protect and, and actually go on the attack against people that disagree with us ideologically. Uh, so the DOJ has, has sent out, uh, uh, you know, they've got press releases essentially saying we're going to put together a joint task force to, you know, investigate pro-life people and their activity. But they're not doing anything. Uh, when it comes to uh, protecting pro-life people from from being violently attacked, yeah, uh, Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz even noted that thirty-nine. Ted Cruz out of Texas noted with thirty-nine other uh, senators and congressmen sent an open letter to FBI Director Christopher Wray saying as much. Look, you're abdicating your 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 duty to protect while at the same time attacking pro-life people. Um, we want to know what's going on. We want an account of all the times that you have indicted people from 2019 to, to, to today on FACE Act violations. FACE Act is Freedom of Access to Clinic and Church Entrance Act. Mm. And that's why they're, that's how they're attacking pro-life people. But they're, but over 150 bona fide FACE Act violations against pro-life people, and they're not doing anything about it. Something's not right here. Something doesn't smell right. No, uh, it, it's a, it's not, it's a two-tiered justice system is what it is. Uh, yeah. And, and I think we all know it. Uh, seems pretty obvious. Do you, have you heard both President Biden and, and Vice President Harris recently actually either using scripture or saying that it's the Christian thing to do to support abortion? Have you have you heard yes. some of that? What do you yes. think about that? Because I just I just I chuckle, but then I'm like, this is 
I, I, am I taking crazy pills, you know, like Will Ferrell and Zoolander? It's like, what's going on? I, I, I well, I have, I've seen it. I've, I've, I've seen uh, uh, Kamala Harris at a, at a convention of pastors in Texas say things like this. Yeah. She, was, she was quoting Paul. And then I see Governor Gavin Newsom coming out. Uh, with billboard campaigns, I believe he's got some campaign and going on in Texas as well, uh, quoting Jesus, love your neighbor as yourself, encouraging women to come to California to get abortions. What he doesn't realize and what VP Harris don't realize is that is that uh, loving your neighbor as yourself, Jesus described us what, what that means. Mm-hmm. Loving your neighbor as yourself is sacrificing yourself for your neighbor. What is abortion? Abortion is the opposite. It's sacrificing your neighbor for yourself. That's basically at, at, at heart, that's what abortion represents. Wow. And I think Kamala Harris and the the... We're seeing this happen, by the way, with lots of other uh, pro-abortion politicians like New York Governor Kathy Hope. She did the same thing. She went yeah. to a church yeah. and basically started preaching about how abortion is, is something that, that should be protected uh, as a Christian. I think what's going on here, Randy, now I, I don't know this for sure, but I think what they're trying to do is, is they're trying to uh, undermine pro-lifers' uh, ability to fall back on their freedom of religion and freedom of expression to be publicly pro-life. Because if they get reelected, if at the midterms, and they've committed to this, Biden and Harris have committed to this, if at the midterms things they, they get they get a couple more seats in the Senate and, and, make, and maintain control of the House, they're going to enshrine abortion as a right through the legislature. Now, if they did that, what that would do it was a, it would make abortion a fundamental human right. And for those standing in the way or perceived to be standing in the way of a woman getting an abortion, like a, a pregnant senator that refuses to refer or a doctor who refuses to perform an abortion, is a violation of a civil right, a conspiracy to violate or mm. deprive someone of their rights. Mm. That that would make all pro-life activity, public pro-life activity illegal. And right. we know that's what they want. Yeah. They basically came out right and said it. We want to shut these people down. So I think that's what they're doing. I think they're going to try to take away all of our, our constitutional grounds for, for doing what we do. You know, 10, 20 years ago, I thought, I thought what you just said was a little extreme, a little crazy, maybe a little paranoid. But, you know, they're talking about cod. I know you're laughing because you probably did too, right? But they're talking about, they, they say codify Roe. But actually what they're proposing is not just going back to, you know, Roe versus Wade kind of thing. They're talking about making abortion legal in all 50 states up until birth, maybe even after, because we've actually heard that as well. Uh, we're talking about... Not allowing a, a, a if it's a botched abortion, and I've interviewed someone who was the you know a, a botched abortion and she lived. Um, yeah, they're they're talking about you know not protecting those children, just letting them die, uh, and then like you say, going after all of us, and with their partnership with the social medias that that we're on right now, and I appreciate being on them. Um, even our speech, you and I saying. The things we're saying right now could be criminal in the not too distant future. I mean, is that is, am I paranoid or is that what you're seeing, too? That's exactly what we're seeing, too. I mean, they are actually actively censoring pro-life messages. Uh, there's there is currently um, an investigation, a lawsuit um, for, uh, that's being that was instigated by Missouri Attorney General as well as Louisiana Attorney General. Um, essentially saying the Biden administration, as well as other government actors, colluded, intentionally conspired with um, big tech mm-hmm. uh, like Facebook and Twitter and Google, uh, Google yeah. uh, to to uh, to censor or shadow ban um, 
any information or, or types of idea, ideas that are not consistent with the political oh, yeah. Uh, narrative. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's a reality. This is this, the, the new public square is, 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 is online. It's where we are. It's, it's, it's what we're doing right now. This mm -hmm. is the new public square. And, and the people who have control of the switch are, 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 are essentially being co-opted by government actors as, as, as uh, you know, de facto government agencies. And that is a conspiracy to deprive rights. This is a violation of, I think U.S. Code one nine eight three, and you can't do that. That's 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 bad bad news, and th that's that's punishable by uh, triple fines and 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 imprisonment. Hmm. So there's a reason why those codes are in place is because things like that happen, and when when sinful human beings get more and more amass more and more power to themselves, they want to do bad things and control more and more people. So uh, our system, I hope, will will help. I think I, my hope is that the elections will do their job and purge some of this. Yeah. But, but you know, representatives are just that. They just represent the people. The culture has to change. Yeah. And it's Christians. It's people like you and me that actually bring the culture to where it needs to be. We're the prophetic voice. We're the prophetic presence. Mm -hmm. We're saying, here's the value of humanity. Mm -hmm. We're made in God's image, designed to reflect his, his character and his nature to himself and back to one another. Loving God and loving our neighbor is what it's all about. Yeah. And we have to lead on that. And that's what we're doing right now. And I think if people embrace that and elect the right representatives, we'll have a more humane society, if you will, moving forward. Yeah. And, you know, our, our one of our, our motto here at Life Outreach is, is sharing the gospel in word and deed, which means, yes, saying what we're saying now, but then actually going out and helping people, which is what you're doing, which is why I appreciate so much of what you do. By the way, side note, the, the Governor Newsom billboards in Texas, at first, you know, I was like, slightly offended and then i realized that in order for governor New governor newsom to speak to californians he had to put billboards in texas because they are all fleeing his state and coming <laughs> here so that there's just just communication at that point you know anyway okay i want to show people your website this is compass care community is it dot com compass care community.com there's the url right there on the screen and you I love what you're doing, uh, obviously, because you're, you're saving lives and helping women, which is obviously great. But you've also, you, you have this thing that I think is a gift from God, uh, a spark of creativity, uh, genius, if you will. You probably wouldn't use that word. I will. And, and doing some innovative things to be better at helping women. So I kind of like to shift gears a little bit and not just talk about the bad, but let's talk about some of the good. Explain some sure. of the things that you have been a part of. Uh, for how long has it been? Have you, how long have you been doing this? I've just entered my 20, 21st or 20, 22nd year. Oh. I've completed 21 years of Compass Care a couple of days ago. Love it. Okay. So, so what are some of the things that you have done to improve services to women? Well, Compass Care uh, was one of the first crisis pregnancy centers to start in, in the country. Uh, and here in New York, that was back in 1980. Um, and in 2001, the board asked me to come up and help them medicalize. It had never been done before in New York State. And we did it under the oppressive kind of inhospitable scenario of Attorney General Elliot Spitzer in New York. Oh, who was, who had, he had already subpoenaed 27 pregnancy centers to keep them from adding medical services and ultrasound technology and all this kind of stuff. So we, we were under that kind of, of – of, of pressure. So we had to cross all of our T's and dollar our I's and we had to make sure that all we knew exactly what the nurses were doing. We knew exactly what kind of training they were getting. We knew exactly what happened in each interaction with every patient. And we had inadvertently created 
what we call now a linear service process, a linear service process for pregnancy centers. It's the first repeatable medical model of service that can be changed and modified specifically to stay on the cutting edge of services to, 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 to reach and serve women facing on-time pregnancy. We became the most effective pregnancy center network in the country at reaching and serving women seriously considering abortion. And so now there's over 650 pregnancy centers that are, are using our services or our, 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 our strategies. And, uh, and we're, we're still on the cutting edge. We've got the, a fantastic team of people who just love the Lord and want to help women who, who feel stuck, who feel like abortion is their only, their only choice. And, uh, and our mission is that we're a Christ-centered agency dedicated to empowering men and women to erase the need for abortion by transforming their fear into confidence. It's the fear of the unknown that drives her. And, mm. you know, there's, I, as I said before, not a sane woman alive actually wants to have an abortion. She just feels stuck. I'm like, I'm trapped. I've got no other choice. And so, so what we do <clears throat> is we just, we, 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 we figure out what works and then we do that. And we shot, we shot it from the rooftops and mm. say, Hey, bring centers. We come take and eat, right? I mean, we, we've got this super abundance of, of, of knowledge in terms of what works because as goes abortion in New York, so goes the rest of the country. That's what we found. And I believe that's why God put us here hmm. as goes, you know, abortion. So New York became the first uh, state in the nation to basically wholesale legalize abortion, 1970 and uh, abortion on demand for any reason. The first freestanding abortion clinic started in between Rochester and, and Syracuse. We're here in Rochester. Chemical abortion, all the human tr clinical trials for chemical abortion were done here in University of Rochester. Mm. Chemical abortion is 400% more dangerous than surgical abortion. And now women are getting these chemical abortion drugs sent to them in the mail uh, because the Biden administration deregulated it. Chemical abortion, and just to give you a quick snapshot, chemical abortion was listed on the, on the FDA's REMS list risk evaluation and mitigation system and only 70 drugs made it on that list seven zero out of the thousands of drugs that they approved 70 made it on that list 70 of those chemicals are dangerous enough where they need direct supervision when they come in contact with direct physician supervision when they come in contact with another human okay. being okay and so 400 percent more dangerous they deregulate it now they're saying it to women and they're saying it's safer than tylenol We've got to be able to reach and serve these women before. We've got to shorten that window from the time a woman finds out she's pregnant at home to the time she engages in a pro-life nurse from 24 hours to 24 seconds. And that's what we're doing through telecare. And we're, we're going to be able to, to reach and serve 900,000 women across the country every single year. This is the greatest, most exciting moment in the history of the pro-life movement. And I think that's one of the reasons why the abortion industry has gotten violent. They're scared. It's an existential threat to their business model, right? On June 24th, when Dobbs came out, they had it was it would be similar to what would happen if the Ford Motor Company was told by the, the government, hey, look, you can no longer have dealerships in 26 states tomorrow. Mm -hmm. That's that's an overstatement. But look, that would dramatically alter their business model. They'd have to move to a, a hub and spoke plan like, OK, we're going to have to, you know, uh, get people to drive to a different state to pick up their car or send them in the mail. Right. Well, that's exactly what the abortion industry is doing. They're encouraging women to, to, to travel from Texas to California or from Texas to New York to get their abortions, yeah. or they're trying to send them these dangerous drugs in the mail. And so we've got to be able to reach and serve these women. And I think we can. Um, we, we, we're piloting it in New York. We're beta testing it now in places like L.A. and D.C., uh, Philadelphia, you know, places like. So it's exciting, really exciting to be able to say, hey, look, we can now compete with the billion dollar abortion complex for the first time since 1973. How much of the the. Uh pro-abortion uh, business, do you think, is is ideological versus money-driven? Well, that's a really good question, Randy. <laughs> I think that... There's a lot um, of money. There is there is so much money 
that goes that, that that that's circulated in the political realm around the abortion issue uh you know candidates are elected on the abortion issue mm-hmm. uh, but i think the Demo- the, the pro abortion politicians in charge of the democratic party are overplaying their hand uh they they want they're they're saying that they, their position is abortion on demand even past birth right yeah. that's not what people want nobody wants that 70% of the population wherever they are in the political spectrum want abortion regulated and they want it regulated at the state level so i think they're they've gone way outside the the, the parameters but i think you know uh, you know it's it's not it, it may be about the money to 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 some people, uh, but but to others, I think it's I, I think to the vast majority, it's ideological, mm-hmm. which is why you're seeing so much censorship and and violence. I mean, that's not money there. There's no money there. Mm-hmm. It's all it's all ideologically driven. Mm-hmm. So when we say we're pro-life and they want to attack us for it, there's something there. There's something spiritual that uh, is driving them. That I'm not. You know, they're they're the blind leading the blind. They're de- they're deceived and they're going about deceiving. Uh, and we're saying, no, look, he, this is darkness. This is darkness, and come out of the dark. And we're all we're doing when we're when we're serving women and, and educating people about what it means to be human under God. Um, all we're doing is is drawing it is, is is putting light on the darkness. Mm-hmm. We're asking people that are in Jane's revenge to come out of the darkness and submit uh, to to Christ at the cross and find forgiveness, like we have. We found forgiveness at the cross, mm-hmm. and 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 there's. That that's that's where true peace is found. That's where true hope is. That's where true power is found. Power over sin and death. That's power. Yeah. And Jesus gives us that. And that's why pro-life people aren't backing down. I think it's a head scratcher for a lot of these, a lot of these, uh, you know, pro-abortion people. Why aren't these pro-lifers just backing down? They just won't stop. No, well, because right. we win. <laughs> that's right. It says it right there on your website. Serve women, save babies, never stop. And I I put that as the title of this discussion because I saw that on your website and I was like, that's it. I love this. right? (laughs) That is it right there. You don't stop. Um, What have you seen um, impact uh, in the lives of women? Because surely, you know, you've you've helped a lot of women. Uh, Your organization, you know, Compass Cares has provided not just medical services, but support that people desperately need that they probably thought wasn't even out there because of the you know kind of the media landscape when they find you what 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 have you seen on a personal level women are so grateful i mean they're uh, the, the the gratitude that that overflows uh from their hearts after receiving compass care services is really astounding it's uh, every time i see a video that's produced of a patient that is just thanking Compass Care. Had it not been for Compass Care, I would have made the wrong decision. I would have gone down the wrong road. Had it not been for Compass Care, I probably would have had an abortion. Um, I, I can't, I can't thank you enough. I mean, I, it's changed my life. Well, it's not Compass Care that changed their lives. Hmm. It's, it's God that changed their lives. It's Jesus Christ that changes lives, and he, he's the one that gives us ways out. When we're in a tough spot, he's the one that always shows up. And what Compass Care represents is the church. What every other pro-life praying center represents is the church bearing witness to the fact that Jesus is our savior, not just giving us a free ticket out of hell. Jesus is our savior now, Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. Now, he might not change our circumstances. He might not make you not pregnant anymore. But the fact of the matter is, he's going to open your eyes. And he's going to he's going to walk with you now. Yeah. He's going to give you an opportunity to experience mercy and forgiveness and and true fulfillment with understanding what your purpose is in life. He created you. 
He is your creator. He is your provider. He is your sustainer. And we have an opportunity now after being firebombed to live that, to walk that out. I mean, what, what, what kind of what kind of hypocrite would we be if we say, well, we're just going to stop now because it's, it's, it's too much, too dangerous. It's, yeah. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. That's what women are feeling. Every day women are feeling that same thing. My life is over if I have this baby. What am I going to do? I got to do something. I got to flee to Egypt. And God says, don't flee to Egypt. Don't flee to Egypt. Mm. Stay with me. Stay with me. And uh, and so that's what we want to do. And that's what we're encouraging women to do every day. Just stay with the Lord. Stay with him. And we'll be with you because we're believers. We walk together in this. I love it. Uh, I love it. And, man, you have my whatever support, you know, one person can offer. Uh, prayers for protection, yes. Um, and, and any way that I, you know, can put you in front of other people to say, this is how we do it, you know? Uh, and, and by the way, can people, are, are you guys registered, um, where people can donate? Do you get a tax write-off? Is it, are you 501c3 or anything like that? We are. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, if, if someone wants to give the compass care to save more lives, they're more, more, we more, you know, you can go to compasscarecommunity.com. It's a, it's a tax write-off and you'll get a, of a letter from the IRS or from us to the IRS saying, like, yeah, this is bona fide. Yeah. 501c3. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you'll get a letter from the IRS and then you might get a visit <laughs> from the FBI. <laughs> just, just, just letting you know, but we're never going to back down. That's, that's the thing. No, sir. No, sir. <laughs> Reverend James Harden, Jim, uh, that CG says, is there anything I missed? I, dude, I just love, I love what you're doing. And if somebody's watching and they are like, they you want to put your money where your mouth is, do go to compasscarecommunity.com and support them because this is, this is the fight we're in. And, and, yeah you you may not be able to you know work in an abortion or a, a crisis pregnancy center rather or in a, in a, some other capacity but you can write a check and i would say do it and make add lots of zeros so is there anything i missed <laughs> thanks randy I, I would just say this is the most important uh, moment cultural moment in 150 years at least in america and america as the global leader uh is watching how christians respond right now in mm. this moment mm. and uh and i would just say stay close to, stay close to the lord uh, stay close to each other. Don't let your love grow cold uh, and just keep doing the right thing. Keep speaking the truth in love and, uh, and you know, arm yourself with the intention of suffering. I mean, I, we're going to suffer for doing what's right. That's what the Bible says uh, in First Peter. And that's okay because our master also suffered on our behalf when we are weak and vulnerable in sin. So let's uh, just uh, stay close to him. Yeah. Love it. Thank you so much. Thank I, you. I, I appreciate it. I just appreciate your time. And, and like I said, the work that you're doing. So keep it up. It's an honor. You got a Thanks. lot of people in this country behind you. Thanks, brother. <laughs> All right. Appreciate you guys out there watching. Hit share, hit like, hit follow, subscribe if you haven't done that. And come back. Uh, we've got more great interviews for you, just like this one, on Life Today Live. We'll see you again next time. In spite of our rebellion, in spite of our sins, in spite of our failures, I love you. I love you.